it's true. It's like, we have to just realize that like, none of this is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all just doing our best and we have to stop comparing our each other, like a, us to each other. Like, it's just, we're not meant to consume this much content and, oh. and to know this much about everybody else's life, oh. but we do because of social media and it's all a highlight reel, but it's hard because I will talk to girls and they'll be like, they will um, be talking about things like that. Like, you know, I just don't feel X, Y, and Z or like, oh my gosh, like, can you, can you believe this person? And I'm like, you got to get out of that headspace. Like it's so toxic. Social media is so toxic, especially for moms because we're constantly comparing, oh my gosh, my kid's not doing that. They're not at the same level as that kid or, oh my gosh, it's too much screen time or And it's just like, how can we compare our lives with anyone? Like, it's so different. Give yourself some grace. You're listening to Breaking the Ice Podcast, a podcast that I created in 2020 to connect women within the hockey world. My name's Devin Dodaro. My husband's Charlie Dodaro. And we've played literally all over the world. We have two kids, two dogs. And let's just say hockey has taken my world by storm. What I've learned is that this community and these experiences are very specific and you should not have to go through this alone. Through this podcast, I share the tools, resources, do's, don'ts, and what's helped me along the way while continuing to learn from each and every one of you. So lace them up and tune in for episodes twice a month and make sure to follow the page on Instagram at Breaking the Ice Pod. Welcome back to the podcast. I am recording this today, January 30th. Tomorrow is the 31st when this episode will come out. So it's almost February. I hope everybody is hanging in. I know a lot of the check-ins lately, everybody's feeling that burnout creep in, that slow time January, February in the season where there's tons of games, just feels like the season's dragging on. For me personally, I got here not that long ago, so I don't fully feel that way. However, I do feel like there's been a million games and I'm pretty burnt out with all the responsibilities that I have. So I just want to let you know that you're not alone if you're feeling that way. Very normal feelings. And I think this podcast is going to be a great listen in your week. So I'm excited for you guys to dive into it. The last time I released an episode, I was back home in Idaho, so we successfully made it to Ljubljana, Slovenia. If you don't know where that is or you have to look on a map to find it, I don't blame you. Before I ever lived in Europe, I don't think I ever heard of this place, but we actually visited here. I did a girls trip with a couple of my girlfriends when we played in Graz in Austria because it's only like an hour and 40 minutes away. So I've been here before. The city's super nice, super clean. Um, I didn't have expectations when we did our girls trip. I just, you know, we kind of just came for fun and it really exceeded my expectations and we're happy here. We like the city. Everybody speaks English. Everybody's super nice and helpful. So that has been great. Definitely feeling like I need some human interaction soon. It's been a little bit difficult to not have playdate set up for my son and have him in school. Even my daughter, I feel like she's kind of at the age where I'd really like to start having her be more socialized, which 
I've spoken about this before, but I have a really great neighbor uh, community back home, very close with all my neighbors who all have young kids the same age. And so that's feeling like a little bit of a void right now because this is um, a lot younger of a team. So there's not a ton of kids that are my children's age, which we don't really speak about a lot. But, you know, when your kids start to get a little bit older, you want to socialize them and have them interact. So that's been a little bit of a bummer for me because I just want him to have that, you know, he loves to play with kids and all of that. So we'll be home soon though. This season is, is short for us and yeah, just keeping it real, you know, per usual. <laughs> Today on the podcast, I have Laura Kajula joining me. Laura, I hope I said your name right. <laughs> I'm so bad at pronouncing anything in general. My husband always makes fun of me and then some of these hockey names I feel like are, when you look at it, yeah, and I get that too for my last name. People are like, how do you say your last name? They're just harder to pronounce. I feel like a lot of hockey names just are a little bit more challenging to pronounce. So I think I said it right. But Laura came on the podcast and this was very much needed in our community. I've been getting a lot of requests for episodes on motherhood. I think that goes just back to the whole time of the year that it is. People feeling a lot of burnout creep in, which is so valid, so real. You're not alone. So I knew I wanted to do a motherhood episode and I'm so grateful that Laura came on the podcast and was just very vulnerable and open about her experience in this hockey world. So Laura and I have a lot in common. We both had two kids under two. We both had our first and really our second during the pandemic. I feel like the second was a little bit more towards the end of it, but the first was like smack dab in the middle. We both had November 2020 babies. So we just dive right into what it's like having two under two in this lifestyle. If you're listening to this episode and you are maybe having two kids under two, or you have two kids close in age, or maybe you're considering, do I want two kids under two? Maybe you're on the fence just trying to figure out if the cards work out that way. Is this something that you want? Having two kids under two is a blessing. I love seeing my kids bond. I love seeing them connect. And just I stare at them every day being like, oh my gosh, I made them and they love each other so much. And it's the best feeling ever. But truth be told, you guys, it's a lot of work. And I'm definitely someone, and I mentioned this in the episode, where I'm like, we'll figure it out when we get there. But I think a lot of it is challenging because you don't factor in the time on the road, all of the developmental changes that happen still happening with my three-year-old. Obviously, it's just a never-ending dance of learning about your kids and what they're into and how they're changing and growing and what they need and how you can support them. And when we're in the hockey season, it's just us. Like We're away from home. We're away from our family. We're away from support. We're away from probably school unless you have your kids in school. Side note, would definitely have my kid in school next year, probably both of them. But this year, because it's such a short season, we're just kind of powering through. I didn't really want to confuse him, just throwing him in a new school for such a short time. And I love that Laura and I were able to have this honest conversation and not sugarcoat it. And it's not a scary conversation. It's just the realness of how it's been in this hockey world, having two young kids close in age. 
here are a few things that we talk about in this episode that I find that if you are a mother, you will probably relate to some of these topics. To name a few, nervous system dysregulation. Some of us latch onto our children's schedules because it seems like it's the one thing that we have control over in this lifestyle. I have found as time has gone on that this is something I have needed to be a little bit more flexible on and kind of let go of a little bit. Sometimes I really feel like I just latch on to the sleep, to the routines, because I know it's a certainty. Everything else with hockey is so uncertain. I mean, sometimes I find out that my husband has to play in a Slovenian cup game the day of the game, and I'm left to do everything because he didn't know either. And I'm sitting here like, okay, so now it's a game day and I wasn't planned and I feel so out of control. And it sounds silly, but because I have felt like I've been so dysregulated, it's harder to go with the flow. This is something that's like a hot topic right now is like resetting your nervous system. But this is genuinely something I'm trying to do because I notice that a lot of times I'm on edge. I'm on in flight or flight and I have these reactions that are so much bigger than what it feels like it needs to be for the situation. So we do talk about nervous system dysregulation. And sometimes this happens by literally having back-to-back kids. You're getting pregnant again when your oldest is still a baby, essentially. So it's just the grind of going through pregnancy and doing all this stuff. So we get into that. We talk about resentment and how this is pretty normal as a mom, especially in this hockey lifestyle. We talk about how things shift in this lifestyle once you have kids and how you can really miss the hockey culture of it all, the comparison game of social media, what Laura's game day routine looks like with two kids under two, and self-care as a mom and how it's very important. I hope you enjoy this episode. I truly find that you're going to be able to relate to this if you're a mom, if you're becoming a mom. This is a great episode to listen to. If you're listening today, make sure to share to your story and tag my page so I can reshare it. This is a very easy, free way to support the podcast. And one last thing I want to say is if you want to be a guest in 2024, if you feel like you want to come on and share your story and open up to the community about what your experience has looked like, please go to my website, fill out the be a guest form, and I will be in touch if it feels like a good fit for the topics I have mapped out for this year. I find a lot of my guests this way, and I also, you know, reach out to guests on my own as well, but I love having people that want to be on the podcast and want to be vulnerable and want to have just an open, authentic conversation, because that's really what this community is all about, is about putting yourself out there and being vulnerable so that other women do not feel alone in this lifestyle. It's easy to feel alone. It's easy to feel like you're going through these struggles by yourself. But for me personally, I have found so much validation in sharing these struggles, even though some people, who knows, they might not resonate with what I'm sharing or they might not agree with it. But I have found a lot of validation in this lifestyle of, oh, other people feel this way. Other people are experiencing the same thing as me. Not every day is going to be perfect. Not every day is going to be ideal. But I think this is important to listen to so that you can feel validated in your feelings. So enjoy the episode. 
we got to start from square one. So I want to hear, you know, the summary of your hockey life up until, you know, getting pregnant for the first time until now. And welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So it's been like, it's been a lot the last few years. It started off really smooth when I met my husband. Um, And, you know, we were like in different places and it was so much fun. And then we had kids and I feel like um, it's been just so hectic ever since. So um, right now we're playing in Bakersfield, California. We're playing for um, the Bakersfield Condors. It's our second year in the AHL. Um, So I'll start from the beginning. So I met my husband. He was playing in Edmonton. And, um, you know, I was just visiting there kind of like I was living in Toronto at the time. Um, and then we're from kind of like the same hometown. So I moved in with him back home and we went to Chicago for the hockey season, which was so much fun. And it was like our first year together dating, like where I was living full time with him. So it was so much fun. Um, and then February hit and I found out I was pregnant and we had only lived together for maybe a year at this time. And it was a big, big shock, but we were kind of like, okay, we were trying to navigate it. And we like, didn't know who to tell and who to not tell because like, you know, we were only like living together for a little bit. And, but like, we knew like we were going to be together. Like, I guess he had bought a ring already and I don't know, but it was, uh, it was a big shock for me because I was not expecting to have a baby this soon. Um, And then literally, like, I remember going into the hospital in Chicago because we didn't have a doctor at the time. So I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to, like, see see someone. And there was, like, rumors of this COVID virus going around. And I remember being like, should we go to the hospital? Like, should we not? Like, he's like, I don't know. What is COVID? Like, you know, it's the coronavirus. Everyone's making fun of it. And so we went in and I found out I was pregnant. And then literally like a few weeks later, it was like everything was shut down. We were told like, you should go back. Like, we don't know what the border situations are like. And at this point, nobody knows that I'm pregnant. Like, it's just Drake and I that know. And um, we we headed home and we were in full isolation. Like, I couldn't see anybody and nobody was getting together. And then we told, we had to like tell people that we were pregnant without like giving them hugs. Like, it was such a weird time. Um, to tell your mom that you're pregnant and like not being able to hug her. Um, but yeah, so we were pregnant with Cash and then um, we moved home. He went to the bubble. It was like a whole thing. And then um, we we ended up having Cash because he was born in uh, November and the, the hockey season didn't start till January that year because of COVID. So we were lucky enough to have him at home. And then my husband signed in Arizona I think he signed like December 23rd and we had to leave by the 26th. And like, we had like a not even two month old. So we were moving across the country. I remember having all of these like amazing things that people have got me for my first baby. I couldn't bring anything with me. Like it was so sad, but I remember being like, okay, it's gonna be okay. Like, we're just gonna, we'll be home at some point. We'll use them, which we did thankfully. Um, but yeah, we were in Arizona for a few months and then my husband was traded to Buffalo. So we, uh, were in Buffalo. He was in Buffalo for like a month maybe before the season ended. Um, and then he ended up resigning again in Buffalo. 
Um, and then that brought us to getting married because we've been, you know, engaged actually, um, that year we got engaged and in order to cross the border, um, you had to be married, like you had to be, um, involved with their work visa through marriage. So we had to, we didn't have to get married, but I was like, I'm not flying to Buffalo. (laughs) Like it's two hours. Like I'm not doing that. I did it once and it was such a nightmare. So um, we were like, you know, let's go to the courthouse and get married. And it ended up being like, we couldn't get a date, I think. Like, it was just like a bit hectic. So I'm like, why don't we make it special? And we'll get someone to come in and like, we'll do a little thing in my backyard. And we ended up planning our full wedding in five days while we had COVID. Like we got COVID, we went to a wedding in Chicago, got COVID. And we were like, let's plan a wedding. And we did it in literally five days. Like, I remember I got my dress off the rack, um, like, didn't have to do any alterations to it. Just, like, threw it on. That is so um, on brand with, like, hockey. It's not even Oh, funny. my gosh. <laughs> well, like, we weren't even planning on being, like, this was our wedding. And I don't even know if we still are. Like, we'd love to do something more. But at the time, it, it was fine. Like, I was like, I want to be married. Like, we want to be married. And uh, let's make this day special. So, like, I got married at my parents' house, which is, like, so special to me. Um, but, yeah, it was really... It was really funny, like doing all of this so rushed. I'm like, of course, like nothing in my life is, you know, planned or fun for me. Like everything is just crazy. <laughs> so we got married. Um, and I actually got pregnant on my wedding night with Cooper. So cash was maybe like nine or 10 months. And yeah, I got pregnant. And, and I remember being like, cash is such a baby still. Like he's, he's like nine months old. He wasn't even crawling at the time. I was panicking, um, but it worked out. <laughs> we uh, so we played in Buffalo for that year, um, but my husband got uh, surgery, neck surgery, in that like that following February. He had a herniated disc in his neck, so that was kind of the start of talking about like what's next for us with hockey because teams didn't really know if he was going to be able to play another, you know, another game, let alone a full season after it um and so we we had that conversation with you know the two of us just like where do you you know where do you want to go what are our thoughts because he was like I don't know if I'm going to get a contract back in the NHL and uh we had friends who played in the in the AHL um friends who played up in Europe and both were good options for us we were like whatever makes sense did I want to go to Europe at that point like I was literally pregnant with I was like that seems like a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> we have an option here. <laughs> but if we, yeah, if we could stay like closer to home, that would be obviously ideal. So um, he ended up, uh, we ended up having Cooper in May. And then um, we were like unsigned. Like we were just like, where the heck are we going to go? Um, and then we ended up signing with um, the Penguins organization. So he, again, it was, it was a two-way deal, but he was kind of like, you know, I've played in the NHL the last like six years. Am I going to be up in the NHL or am I going to be down with um, their minor league team? And uh, so it was kind of like a waiting game. Like we weren't really sure, um, you know, if he would make it or whether, you know, we would be going down. And there's always like, you know, the financial aspect of it too. Like, do they even have room for you there? Like we didn't know. So me and the kids stayed back and uh, that was so much. Like I had a four month old, and a toddler like cash had just turned kind of two 
and uh, Drake was gone for two months. Like he was like, I, I, I'm going to go. And that was like a decision we made. I was like, why don't you go and figure out where we're going to be? I don't want to live in a hotel right now. Um, and then you can let us know and then we'll meet you. And there was just a few things that happened where just getting extended and extended longer. Um, so he, he ended up going to Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania for the Penguins AHL team. And we stayed the year there. And it was the first year that I didn't really go home at all. Like, because we were, it was like a six and a half hour drive with two kids. I was like, uh, I'm not doing that leisurely. So I think we went home once. Um, but yeah, so that was the first year that I was like on my own with both my kids. And it was so fucking hard, like so hard. Um, but yeah, and then we were only there for the year. And then we got signed for two years here with um, the Oilers organization. So we were down um, in Bakersfield. So we have like a bit of stability. We're here for the next two. I can relate to your story so much. First oh, of all, yeah. I didn't realize like my son was born November of 2020 as well. I don't know if you knew that. Stop. Yeah, no, when, I didn't know that. When's your son's birthday? His is November 5th. Okay. Mine's the 25th. So he's a couple weeks oh, okay. younger, but yeah, it was the same situation with me. Like we found out, I told my parents we couldn't hug. Like I was just like sitting there like, are you telling my story? Cause this is like the same situation. That is so funny. Yeah. And it's not I, though. It was so brutal. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. It was hard. And I, and like, none of that was anticipated for me. Like my kids are close in age and I don't think I thought as I was going through it, how hard it would be. I can be a little bit impulsive with that, like, we'll figure it out mindset. But then like when it comes around and you're in the thick of it, it's really hard. Obviously I would never change. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Like I would never change the situation. I'm obsessed with my kids. Like just got to throw that out there for both of us. (laughs) But it's still really hard. And I think it's important to talk about because I feel like in motherhood, People are always like putting a positive spin on it. Well, you have two healthy kids and that's all that matters. And of course that's important, but I don't think it's talked about enough in this lifestyle, how hard it is having two, like having a kid in general, but then having two young kids very close in age in this Mm -hmm. lifestyle is extremely hard. We don't give ourselves enough credit. No, no, absolutely not. It's so hard. Like, it's uh I always say it's in the like Olympic sport that you didn't get to train for like you're just like you just get like thrown into it and you're just like ah! like what am I doing <laughs> like yeah. every day I'm like holy crap but you just do it like you just you figure it out which is <laughs> is not the best advice but you do like everyone that I talk to who's gonna have 200 too I'm like it's not easy but you do find your footing it's funny because I feel like there's so much talk right now about like nervous systems and like nervous systems being dysregulated. And I don't know about you, but I was trying to think, cause I feel that's something I'm trying to like heal personally right now. And I feel like going back in time, I'm like, when did this start for me? Like, when did I become in this fight or flight mode? And it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with like my kids or their personalities, but it happened because of COVID because of mm-hmm. hockey, because of doing it back to back. And I'm curious, like what your take on is with that like if you have found that in yourself with your kids oh yeah I would say like my biggest struggle this year is I feel like my patience is so thin like I feel so dysregulated in that way where I'm like 
yes, last year I was, was not like this. And I feel like I was in the trenches more last year, but this year I feel so overwhelmed where I feel like ragey almost. It's like, I feel like I have like postpartum rage like now. And I'm like, we're like a year and a half out from being uh, pregnant. And I still feel like so ragey, but I think it's because the fight or flight, like I feel like my cortisol is constantly high um, all the time. And your body just is like constantly functioning at this pace of like, like your heart rate's high, your cortisol is high, your blood pressure is high. Like you're just constantly like in this go, go, go mode. And um I'm trying to, and it's so, so hard, but I'm trying to sit back and kind of be like, you're good. Like, you're okay. Like, if you don't get there on time or, you know, your kids aren't listening, like, just take a breath because your body is so stressed out. Like, if I just, like, stop, I'm like, well, my heart rate's so high. Um, but, like, I feel like that's it. Like, we're are we so used to to working this way that we don't even realize how often we're in it. Like, we're often in the fight or flight. Now, for me, it's trying to navigate situations with my kids um, in a way that works for us and not in the way that where I'm like so stressed all the time and I think it's helping like like I feel like I can you know deal with a bit more um, and not kind of like get to that point where like I'm like raging out and like yelling um, <laughs> like for instance last year like we barely went to any hockey games because everyone had like a strict bedtime like I was just like it's the only thing that I could look forward to like where I got a break because last year someone was napping all the time and often they didn't overlap. So I didn't really get any alone time, any time to reset, which I feel like you can really do. Um, And so, you know, someone was napping. I got a bit more individual time with my kids, which was so nice but I didn't get any like reset time for me. Like I didn't get to go and like, Oh, I'm just going to go shower fast and like feel like a human being. Like I was just like disgusting all the time. Like I was just like living so chaotically, um, which like it is what it is. Like last year was just a bit of a wash. Like I had to just be a little bit of a martyr like that and just take one because there was not an option. Like we didn't have daycare. We didn't have a nanny. We didn't have family. We didn't have a babysitter. Like we had, nobody but I think this year like we're trying to do those things for instance like the game this year we go to like every home game that they're at and uh, we don't stay super long but we start our day um, like right after nap time so the kids get like so excited we like get ready and it's like kind of an exciting thing for them like because they both kind of understand what we're doing um And so they get like a snack and they, um, you know, they can like run around and like do whatever. And then we can, um, we can go to the game. Like what I normally do is we get in the car and I give them their dinner in the car because I can't deal with a dinner at home, the mess of it all, the cleaning it up, the like dinner time struggle and battles and everything. And then we get in the car and we go to the game. Like I can't deal with that mindset. And last year when we were going, I would be like so stressed out just by the time we'd left so this year I'm like we're not doing dinner at home like if it's a game day um we're either grabbing McDonald's on the way (laughs) um and it's so fun for them right like I'm like we're gonna go McDonald's like they don't care yeah or I have I got these like they love it right so 
um, or I get these like bento boxes that have like those compartments in them. And I just put like chicken and cucumbers and cheese. And like, I give those to them in the car and they love them. And I'm like, so I get a peaceful drive to the rink, which is so nice because they're just like eating and chilling. And then by the time we get to the rink, like dinner's done. Like I didn't have to do like that huge struggle. So for me, like just making small changes like that, where I'm like, let's take the stress off of, um, you know, rushing and making everything perfect. Let's just like form it to the way that it works for us. Doing dinner in the car is what works for us. And when we get there, I'm not completely done at that point. So when we go, it's like, okay, like everyone's fed, everyone's happy. We go so early. Like if puck drops at seven, we're there at six. And it's like, people are like, what? I'm like, well, warm ups at 6.30. It takes us like 15 minutes to walk in. I'm like, yeah, like we we do it so early because by the time like the first period's over, everybody's done. Like I'm done, the kids are done. Everybody's just like so over it. So I'm like, we go early so that they get that experience for game day without us having to be like, oh, let's say like one more period, you know? I'm like, no, first period's over, like we're gone. And if we can make a second, great. But like, I find just doing that and like getting the game day more regulated for me and finding things that work for me to be a huge game changer for us. And just finding that in like everything that you can, like trying to find what works for you and your family. And it might not be what works for everyone. And it might not be super like glamorous or, you know, whatever. But to me, I'm like, we got to just figure out what works for us and roll with it. Yeah. I love that. Wow. I'm just digesting that. That's something that I miss. And I think a lot of moms can probably speak to that as like the culture of hockey and like going to the games and having those experiences with the girls. But I feel like it really does change the game when you have kids and just, I've gone to one game this season, granted, like dealing with illnesses and stuff. But last season, same, we went to two games Mm-hmm. and I was so drained and then it's not only like it's like you come home and then you have to like the kids are melting down and you're trying to get everybody ready by yourself while your husband's still at the rink and you're like was that even worth it like I didn't even have fun because I'm so tired because I was like chasing mm-hmm. them going back to what you said about the naps too that no nap overlap where they're, the baby's napping in the morning the toddler's mid-afternoon and the second nap that's brutal and that it's horrible. And I was just in that. And I finally got to the point because I'm like you, I was like, I can't do this anymore because I'm literally losing my mind. And then like, that was the one thing I had control over. That's the one thing I could count on was the naps, the bedtime. And so I almost got a little bit like neurotic about it because I was like, no, this has to be this way because I know that I can count on this. Mm-hmm. And I kind of been starting to do the work a little bit. And I've actually figured out even talking to like my therapist, I think it's because we have no control in this lifestyle and everything feels so out of control. We don't have control over their schedules. We don't have control if they're going on the road for multiple days at a time. We don't have control if there's a spontaneous team bowling event, like we don't have control over any of this stuff. And so I feel like sometimes we latch on to like our kids schedules or like, you know, it's just something that we can like hang on yeah. to, to get through the day because it is such a crazy go, go, go all the time. 
Um, and so I like what you said about just like getting to that point where you're like able to allow yourself to be a little bit more flexible and kind of go with the flow a little bit more so that you can actually enjoy that time with your kids instead of being quote held hostage at home. And yeah. ultimately that leads to resentment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's like, if you're suffering, everything else is suffering, right? Like sometimes you do have to just, you know, take it and and figure it out because you have no option. Like, but if you do, I feel like you have to prioritize you and your self-care over everything if you can, because everybody else is better for it. Like this season, my husband and I talked about last season, like I was just a shell. Like I was just not good mentally, physically. Like I was home all the time. I just like sat on my couch and like watched TV. Um, but we talked about like what will work next year. What can we do to change that? Cause he was like, I felt like you were struggling so much. And then like he had to come home and be this like positive, like energy all the time. And that's exhausting for him. Um, and so to me, I was like, I need to put my kids into daycare part-time. I have to, like, if we don't have any family here, um, any, you know, babysitter, daycare, whatever, like if we can just get them into daycare part-time, that would be like a game changer for me. Just give me a few hours. And my other, my, both my kids are still napping, like Cash is three and still will nap well. Um, and, and Coop naps. So I'm like, well, why don't we just put them in for like a few hours in the morning? I wasn't ready to do like full-time full days. And that's just a personal thing. I, some days I'm like, what am I doing? Just send them. But I knew that this would be like what works for us, right? Just finding that. So we found a daycare here, which we're super grateful for to have them. And they're in daycare from like eight to noon, but it gives me that like that morning every single day where I'm like, wow, like, what do I get to do for me? Like I can do whatever I want or I can do absolutely fucking nothing. And that's amazing, right? Like that resets me too. That fills my cup up too. So I think just trying to find something that works that will help fill that for you, that self-care piece, because everyone's better for it. Like I'm such a better person. My kids can feel the energy if I'm not doing well. So they're better for it. Mm -hmm. My marriage is better. So it is, um, it's hard. And sometimes you don't have options. And that and that's okay. And I think that's the important piece too, is like, if you, if you aren't going to every game, that's all right. Like I didn't go to barely any last year, right? And so much can change in a year, so much can change in six months. So don't feel guilty if you're not going. Um, and don't feel like, I'm a bad wife or mom or supportive. Like you're still a supportive person for your family, but you can't do everything. Like something has to give. And if you have to watch the game at home, who cares? Right. Um, but you have to just figure out what works for your family. And like, if it's not going to every game, you'll, everyone will be fine with it. It's a hard season of life when you have two young kids. And I always say, I can't, I don't wish time away, but I, it's going to be so amazing when they're older. And that's what I always tell myself. And it's amazing now. Don't get me wrong. 
but it's a lot of work. And I think the guys schedule a lot of the time with like the back-to-back games or road trips, your burnout can kind of creep up on you sometimes without you really realizing that you desperately need a break or you desperately need to fill your cup. What I have found for myself is, is planning. Like I need to sit down and look at my week and be like, okay, what gaps can I fill with a doing absolutely nothing B going out and doing something I need to get done and C being in my space without my kids. Oh, that's like, the, that's like the out, dream. <laughs> right. Like, and I think we forget to do that. Cause we're always like, Hey, I need yeah. to go here. I need to go here. Yeah. yeah. And so when you say you send your kids to school, I do that with my son back home and it's just Tuesday, Thursday, but like on Tuesdays, I'm like, okay, this is like my cleaning day. I'm going to stay at home and I'm going to deep clean. I'm going to meal prep. I'm going to do whatever I need to do. And then Thursday is my errand day. So I'm going to go to target. I'm going to go get groceries. I'm going to go do my returns or whatever I need to do so that I'm getting stuff done. And then some days I just sit there and watch like binge watch real housewives because that's what I need in that moment. And that even requires planning. Like I have to plan. Mm -hmm. Nope. Tomorrow I'm not doing shit. I'm sitting on my couch watching TV and that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And I found that, um, that was what we were doing a lot last year. Like I was leaving, like I was, I was like, Oh, I need to take a minute leaving to do what half the time like I remember being like I would drive around being like should I just go like shop somewhere like because there wasn't a ton to do where we were um and like leaving was so nice but I was like I just want to be like in my own house without my kids like I just want to be able to like go take a nap if I wanted to and then sometimes when you come back they're like crawling up your leg the second you get back and you're like Okay, now I'm more overstimulated than when I left. Yes. This is a disaster. I, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, 100%. So it's like, it's so, so nice to get those breaks. But I found this year, we have a really, really good group here. Um, but I'm finding like, because I have release, like we actually have a babysitter this year. We have two. So like, we're able to get out a lot and the kids are, pretty easy now like where a sitter could come in and put them to bed pretty good but I'm finding prioritizing getting out for me is like filling my cup up so much more than it was when I was just um like let's say I was going to the spa for example or like I was going to go to like have a massage or do that it's so great like granted I will do that any day of the week but (laughs) If I go and I like make a plan to like meet up with the girls, like we play pickleball here a little bit, or I go for coffee or, um, you know, I, my husband's home and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go to dinner with the girls. That to me, like I'm able to do something that's a bit more meaningful. And even though it's not super relaxing for me, it does. Um, it just helps me so much more. And I didn't do that a lot last year. Um, and I feel like this year, it's been really fulfilling, like able, like I'm able to make a few friendships um, and have like adult conversations without having to like scan the room for my kids. Like half the time I'm talking to people at the games, I'm like, where are my kids? Like, I can't hear one of them. Like, I'm not even listening to what's happening. So I feel like I'm not contributing at all. Like, cause I, you know, I have nothing to say cause I'm, my mind is elsewhere. So being able to like get out without my kids with other people um, 
I just feel like I've like re-entered back into society. Like I feel like I'm like, wow, I actually have like some friends here. And like, I mean, I had friends, but like friends that I'm like, wow, like, right, we, like we connect a bit more. Like I'm able to like go out and uh, get to know like them and their lives and them know mine. Um, and to me, like that is filling my cup up more than if I was to do that. So I was like, can encourage anybody to do anything if you can is to kind of go out of your comfort zone, even though it's hard. And even though it's like, oh, I don't want to like go put on jeans, you know, and like, I don't want to like go get ready. Um, but like, do it, like try and make that effort because like you do come back feeling a bit more normal. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like I feel I come back feeling more like me because I'm like, wow, like that was, uh, that's who I was before kids. Like I got to see like a glimpse of who I was before I had kids. And, um, I get that during the summer a lot because I get to see like friends and family who like I can show up, you know, as any, as like a bare shell and they would, you know, we could still have that. But when you're in season, it's harder because you don't know these people as well. Right. But I think to put a little bit more effort into a little more effort. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it pays off. Like I'm like, wow, this is refreshing. Right. And it is easy to lose sight of your identity before kids. And I actually just had that conversation with Charlie. Cause I do like, I think I get in slumps sometimes where I'm like, I forgot, I forget like who I am when I'm not mm-hmm. like, I just don't even know who I am sometimes. And it sounds sad saying that out loud, but I'm like, what do I like to do for me? And I think that connection aspect is so important for moms mm-hmm. to get out and hang out with people that make you feel good and make you come home feeling like yourself. Like it's so important. And sometimes I think we don't even realize that that's what we're actually needing in that moment until you do it. And you're like, I need to do this more. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel back home as well. In the summertime with my neighbors, like every time we do like a girl's night or something, we like, we just laugh and have so much fun and we really connect with each other. And so I go back home and I'm like, my cup is, my social cup is filled. It's full. Yeah. And now I feel like I can be a better mom because I was reminded of who I am, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's super important. Um, something I do want to touch on is what I hear from a lot of people in this lifestyle is the topic of resentment. And I think people are really scared to talk about this, but it's actually quite normal and quite common, not only in this lifestyle, but also, you know, when you have kids, like your marriage mm-hmm. changes, it's not a secret, it does. And there's a lot of hurdles that you have to jump through. And I think specifically in this lifestyle, so much more, in my opinion, I could be a little biased, but on top of what yeah. you're having to deal with going through your motherhood journey. Um, yeah. So my question for you is how have you dealt with resentment in this lifestyle? Like what are, like, are you able to express that to your husband? If you're feeling like those feelings come in, because sometimes it seems like their lives change very little and they kind of just get to go keep going through the motions with hockey while we're yeah. taking everything on at home. Yeah. It's hard. It's a lot. I think I would be an absolute like robot if I said like, I didn't deal with it. Like it's so normal to deal with um, resentment in general with being a parent and especially a mom because so much falls onto our plate which is is just I think like the natural way how things go we are all we all tend to be like a bit more like nurturers and we take care of like that kind of aspect and we're home right like normally you're on maternity leave so 
a lot falls on us. Um, but I also think that we have to like break the gender roles a little bit because, um, and I think like we've tried to navigate that a bit because I need my husband to tap into some stuff, um, which he didn't grow up seeing a lot of the time. Like, and same with my family, like my mom just took care of like a lot of the stuff with like our family, like the doctor's appointments and, um, you know, figuring out like what we need next and do we need diapers and like all of that burden is on us. And I think having those conversations with my husband and being like, listen, I'm at the point where like, I'm going to be so miserable and so burnt out. And like, I need you to tap into these things and having those conversations where you say like, this is what I need you to do. Like, I have to be so matter of fact with him, which he wants. He's like, I need you to like, tell me what you need because I'm not going to know because you just handle it all the time. Early's the same. Like, he's like, please give me a list. It's like those reels yeah. you see when you're like overstimulated and your husband's like, just give me a list. But it's like, it's true. Men are so like, I'll do it, but just tell me yeah. what you need. Yeah. Well, we've had those conversations too where I'm like, I don't want to make the list. Like, right. I, I just want you to like, yeah, it's another thing. Like, I just want you to think about what our family needs and we like, we both have to deal with it, but it's just not the reality. Like, I'll be honest, like I, and I tend to be a person that wants things a certain way. Um, and I think I've become that because of this life a little, like I get a bit obsessive over things because it's all I can control. Like you were saying, um, and he will be like, well, if I do something, like, it's not usually the way you want me to. Um, so that's discouraging for him. So there's like two parts of that where I'm like, when he does do stuff and it isn't perfect, that's okay. Let it ride so that, he, and like, thank him and like be whatever so that he um, will continue to do those things for us and not feel like he's failed every time he's done something. So navigating that piece of it with, with him and I has been good um, and telling him what I need from him. Um, but I think like, we're always gonna hold some resentment, because we're taking on so much. Um, and I think we just all kind of like, earn for that life that we used to have, where it was just us or just like me, like it was just our partner and I or just me um, a little bit. And that's okay. Like I, I think all the time, like, when do I get like a bit more time for me, you know? Um, but it'll come like, like it'll, it'll come, but it's hard to not feel that resentment. So a couple of things that um, I think I try and do is when I feel those feelings of resentment, like if he says, Hey, like, I'm actually going to go out for like lunch with the guys. Like I'm not going to be home when like, I thought he was going to be home or like after the game, like we're going to go. And to me, that's where it creeps up the most when I have like this expectation where like relief is coming. Like yes. um, if the kids have been with me all day and he's like, hey, like I'm actually gonna, the first thing I want to do is like send an angry message back. A rage right? text. <laughs> like, like I just want to be like. Not that I know from personal experience or anything, but I'm assuming you were going to say rage text. <laughs> well, you just want to be like, fuck you. Like, you, yeah. want, you think you're going for lunch? Like I've been like in a slave all morning. Right. Um, but I think like pausing, like just pausing for a minute and like not sending that message because, um, 
trying to remember like he is a human being who needs these interactions as well outside of hockey um and like what is another hour like trying to be like super realistic with it now like if it's all the time or whatever like there needs to be a conversation but um I try and remind myself like he needs time away too that isn't at the rink and um just giving yourself a bit of grace and knowing that like it's okay to feel those feelings but maybe not acting on them all the time like I think if the amount of thoughts I would have um, for resentment came out all the time, we would not have a good marriage. (laughs) Like you have to kind of like check back in and like know that you have to think of your partner first sometimes too. And it's hard because you're like, I'm never first. Like, but sometimes I have to be like, listen, he needs this. And my husband thinks that way for me too, at times, like there are things that he might want to do that he's like, no, Laura needs to get away. Like Laura needs to do this. I will take, like, I'll take the kids or I'll do whatever. Um, But it's hard. It's so hard. Like when you're stuck at home with kids and you know that relief is coming and you're like, oh, you know, just like 30 more minutes. And then something like that happens. You're like, Oh my God. You're so nice the way you're wording all of this because when you're <laughs> feeling that way, it is like, yeah, it rage would be the correct word. Like, yeah, it's rage. It, and it all comes down to communication, right? Like, yeah, yeah. For me, too, a lot of it is hormonal, actually. Like, I notice, like, oh, for sure. The month I'm like so much more yeah. on edge and just like irritated and like yeah. snappy when like there's something like that that happens. But like you said, I do think like it's hard to remember to do that and that's something that I'm trying to remember too because I'm like okay he needs that too like he can't just be mm-hmm. drink come home do this do that but on the other hand it is hard to get to that headspace because we are home so much and we do pick up yeah. so much of the slack when they're gone and on the road so you're like I need that relief mm-hmm. but you also need it like how do we and I again I think it's for us something that's worked is just planning out our week and yeah. Yeah. Sitting down and looking at where we can fit in what we need to do, what we'd like to do, and then just mm-hmm. prioritizing, you know, what needs to happen. Like if you have a busy week yeah. with three games or four games or something like that, like that's a week that you need to take time for yourself because yes. you're already, you can already look at that schedule and recognize like, okay, I get really dysregulated when there's that many games in a week, as opposed mm-hmm. to like two or something. I know that in the AHL too, there a lot of times it's like Friday, Saturday night and yeah. it's, it's a lot. And then they have to recover the next day too. So they're like completely out of commission. So it's really like three days of yeah. being on nonstop. So like for me, when I look at that schedule, I try to like on Tuesday or something like the day after the game or whatever, I'm like, I have to get out. And I have yeah. to go do something for myself. Yeah, um, otherwise, I do get resentful and I'm like bitter. How old is your youngest? He's just over a year and a half, like 20 months. Okay. So yeah. Skylar's almost 14 months, but I'm finally, and I'm curious like when this started for you, but I'm finally getting to the point where I'm like getting confident taking both of my kids out to do something because I felt like a shell too, like for the first honestly year like I was scared Mm -hmm. to go anywhere with my kids by myself what if someone has a meltdown 
What if one of them's screaming and I'm like in the middle of the grocery store because I'm so dysregulated, I couldn't handle it. And so now I'm like, okay, we can do this. And I almost have to like coach myself through it. Like if someone starts having a tantrum or like, obviously we're talking about student A, my three-year-old, I have to like, (laughs) you know, talk us through it, get us through it. And I think finding that confidence to get out has me be less resentful and less like I've been stuck here all weekend. I'm like, nope. We got totally. out, went to a play place, we grabbed lunch, we went for a mm-hmm. walk because otherwise when I do find myself in that cycle of being stuck here without a car or something, I am like not well. Yeah. You, know? you have to get out. You, you have do. to. I I did it um pretty early on. And I think I was forced to because um there was that like that period where Drake was up in um, Pittsburgh and we were home for two months Yeah. Um, where it was like Drake wasn't around. So I had family close by, but then you just feel like you're constantly like, Hey, can you like come over? And like, I just was like, no, I need to do it. So I did it pretty early on. Um, thankfully they were pretty good going out. Like I think I just tried to make it fun for them. You know, like it, if we went to the grocery store, like you get a cake pop, it's like nine in the morning. I'm like, fuck it. Here's your cake pop. Because I'm like, this is going to just be fun for you instead of like it being this like big, you know, task or whatever. Right. And there's a lot of it pop. helped. Yeah. Like it, it helped and it got them like pretty comfortable with going out and being, um, like good and like you just have all this like all the things right like if you need to like here's my phone like I you just survive it and it's not like perfect and it's not um it's not going to go the way you want it to but I would say like just keep trying like keep trying to like get out and do it um or just go for shorter times like instead of making three stops just do one and come back home and then do another like another one after nap time um but yeah just like just doing it like the more that you do it the more confident you get in doing it um and I'm lucky like my three-year-old would be in the stroller he'll still go in the stroller which is like amazing and people who aren't in like the hockey life are like what like my three-year-old would never I'm like he knows that like when we go out I can't keep track of like him and like they can't wander around it would just I would never be able to do anything so I'm like you guys are contained in your stroller and he'll get out now but um, yeah, it was like that for a really long time, but that was the normal for us. Like mm-hmm. I was just, I was really strict too. When we went out, like it wasn't, um, it wasn't like, yeah, they were running all over the place. And like, he was able to like touch all these things. Like we were, I was like very on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we went out, it was enjoyable because it wasn't like a free for all. Mm-hmm. We like are very similar with our parenting styles because I, I feel the same way. And my, and I love, obviously three is hard, but at the same time, I love that he can understand because I can literally look at him and be like, listen, mommy's here alone. We just have yeah. the three of us. I have to have you sit yeah. in the store. Otherwise I'm not able to watch you and I can't watch mm-hmm. and he'll understand and he'll sit there. Yeah. Before I don't think he, I mean, he's, he's always liked a stroller, just like your son. Yeah. Just it's nice because you can talk them through these situations as well. And it's almost like I'm talking myself through it too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I'm pretty strict and I'm like, I mean, obviously like some things, but I, it's like this overstimulation if they're out. Ah, I mean, it's It's like too much. It's too much. I gotta go. I can't be here anymore. Can't talk. 
can't focus. Well, like I, that would be for anything. Like some, it's just so unenjoyable when you're when things are so chaotic like that. Like I can't think about what I need at the store. I'm thinking about like, like, I, and then it's like the safety aspect of it. Like I, I feel like I'm so on edge all the time with like people around me because I'm like always in a foreign place, right? Like I'm always like I don't know this neighborhood. I don't know this, you know, whatever. And so I'm constantly like looking at other people and like, to me, I'm just like, I need to be very um, strict with them because of that, just the safety piece alone. Like I would be a basket case trying to like with both of them running around, like there's just no way. Oh my God, no, I'm the same. I'm always looking over my shoulder. I'm like oh. one kid in the car, lock it, go around yeah. with the other kid, unlock, lock, lock it. Like I'm, yeah, no, I, it's, you have to be. It's, I think. I know, I know. <laughs> I know it's so true I was gonna ask you what do you feel like and we'll do the best part too but what do you feel like has been the hardest part for you having two kids under two um the hardest part was probably the isolation um because I'm such a social person um I was just like I was just with me and my kids all day and you go a bit nutty. Like you're just like, oh my gosh, any kind of adult interaction was really, really <laughs> valued. Um, so I would say like the isolation, but I think if I'm being honest, it's like trying to be fun and like flexible. Like I had a really hard time with being like the fun mom where I would be like, yeah, like let's just like go here, like screw nap time, you know, like I... I didn't have that in me. Um, I was, I just was trying to get through the day as best I could. And I really relied on breaks. Um, and so, yeah, it was like trying to be the fun mom. while like also like trying to, I don't know, just like survive. And I, I was just surviving. Like I wasn't thriving. Like I was definitely not um, the best version of me. Um, and I think that was the hardest part was like knowing that like I'm not I'm not great right now but there's not a lot that I can do about it um, but I also knew how long I could tolerate like that like I knew that I couldn't probably do it longer than one hockey season <laughs> and even that was a lot yeah. like being able to recognize like my limit on uh, how long I could kind of do everything um so yeah so probably probably those things I know that was more than one but um yeah just trying to trying to find my footing with two was like it was a lot but the best thing was um was watching my kids together like there's just watching them yeah oh my gosh it's like the best piece of it like you there's so much fighting right now at least like I'm <laughs> especially with two boys, like they're, I find all I do all day is I'm like, gosh, like, stop. Like, I'm like, stop, because he wants to play with everything Cooper's playing with and vice versa. And um, it's navigating like a lot of that. But last year, it was like, who's napping when? When am I doing bottles? When are we introducing? Like, there was too much of that. So I feel like, um, anyways, I feel like that was the, the difficult piece. But now I'm like, I get glimpses of them together and they'll be like holding hands or like dancing together or like 
like Cash will be like, hey, Cooper, like, here you go. Like, and they're like actually getting along. And like those moments to me, I'm like, that's the best. Or like laugh Because like none of this. Like, that's the best. Like that always makes me laugh too. Cause I'm just like, oh, I yeah. <laughs> I know, right? And yeah. because I had these thoughts when I was pregnant with, um, with Cash or Cooper, sorry. I remember being like, how am I going to love? How am I going to love another um, another kid this much right like you have those thoughts of like I'm not going to be able to like be as there for my first um and then you look at it and you're like but I just gave you like your best friend yes like that's the best piece of it it's like I just gave you a best friend forever mm-hmm. and so that to me was like it was so worth it but it's hard yeah I know I think there's a lot of like guilt that comes with motherhood and this lifestyle oh, yeah. and I find myself sometimes like if I'm on social media a lot, which I am on social media a lot, I follow a lot of mom accounts and like there's Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm reading stuff and then I'm feeling guilty about stuff when I shouldn't be. But I'm like, I'm also doing it all. Like I'm here by myself. I don't have support. Um, And something I hear a lot is like in this lifestyle, people feel really guilty about screen time and like compare like, oh, my kid's watching so much TV. But like, we're all away from home. We don't have an extra set of hands. Our husbands are gone. We're trying to get through the day. Multiple kids are not. It's okay to utilize that to give yourself a break. Like it is not normal for one person to, and I know the road trips are so long where you're at, to be on for 10 days by yourself. Like that is literally like single parenting. And sometimes, you know, it's like, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't want to do, I want to do this with my partner. I want them to be here. And I don't know about you, but I'm like, I was thinking about, I'm like, my husband has never been like alone overnight with the kids ever, ever. Oh, really? No, never. Because I'm still breastfeeding, but I'm like, he's not like, you know, back-to-back babies, but I'm like, I've been, I was with them for five weeks by myself before we came over here. Raina, stop. Um, And I, my dog's like thrashing around on the couch. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's just like, you know, I don't know. It's just funny. Like to think about all the, the, the little technicalities of the lifestyle where you're like, oh yeah. Well, that's like, it's, it's, um, I think we have to realize that none of this is normal. Like living in this life isn't normal. It's not like normal to be away from your familiar places and people for this amount of time. And then we give ourselves a hard time when we're having a hard time. And it's like, how many people can you count on a hand, not in this lifestyle that are doing this? That do this. Nobody other than like military families. I mean, mean, that's like a whole other thing, but it's, it's true. It's like to be away from your partner this often for the kids to be away from their parent this often, for you to be away from your family, friends, like it is super hard and we don't give ourselves enough grace. And we are constantly comparing our lives to people who aren't in this life. And that's one thing that like I was talking to my therapist about was like, I feel like such a failure when I come home for the season and my house doesn't look a certain way or, you know, we're not doing X, Y, and Z or whatever. And she's like, but like, you have to realize that when you walk into somebody else's home, they get to be there all year. 
Like you don't get to be there all year. Like it's a bit, it's going to be a bit more chaotic in your house because you're not there for eight months of it. Right. So like just being like, you're right. Like, and I think it stems with like um, a bit, a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's just like, even I grew up with like a house that was like always really neat and tidy. And, um, my mom like I have that in me still like I and I I you know whatever do my best but um it's hard because uh it doesn't look like that (laughs) like I have to give that up in order for my mental health to be well like I'm like we just live in a bit of chaos right now so that I can still take breaks so like I'll just be cleaning all day like it's just not gonna happen um but it's true it's like we have to just realize that like none of this is normal um and we're all just doing our best and we have to stop comparing our each other like us to each other like it's just we're not meant to consume this much content and and to know this much about everybody else's life but we do because of social media and it's all a highlight reel but it's hard because I will talk to girls and they'll be like like just they will um be talking about things like that. Like, you know, I just don't feel X, Y, and Z or like, oh my gosh, like, can you, can you believe this person? And I'm like, you got to get out of that headspace. Like it's so toxic. Social media is so toxic, especially for moms because we're constantly comparing, oh my gosh, my kid's not doing that. They're not at the same level as that kid or, oh my gosh, it's too much screen time or, and it's just like, how can we compare our lives with anyone? Like it's so different. Give yourself some grace. I know. Like I've had really bad postpartum anxiety this time around and I am still working through it. Um, But I think social media has been like a huge contributor to that. And like just seeing things I don't want to see that are just showing up on my feed and like getting really triggered and spiraling. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it's just, it's hard. And like going back to what you said about like your house not being how you want it, it's like going to my friend's houses back home and like they have all these toys for their kids and then like I get home from the hockey season and I'm like I now have to upgrade all of our toys because my kid grew up eight months down the mm-hmm. road and he doesn't like any of this stuff anymore and it's fun for yeah. like two days and then he's over it and and I think that we just need to be talking more to like women in this community that are going through the same thing because it's really hard to relate in that aspect to other people like you know Mm -hmm. I I think people really don't realize how fortunate they are to like be around family and have that help and support like year round and just being like super honest with people too about it like I think sometimes we try and show up as this like perfect person or like perfect family or like perfect whatever and it's kind of boring. Like I'm like, show up super messy and like, tell me your funny stories and like be authentic and like be you because that's like how you're going to make friends. And like, that's how people are going to compare like, or relate to you. And like, I don't know, like, like you, like I, sometimes I see people and I'm like, just let it out. Like, let, like, tell me how your day was genuinely. Um, because mine was shit. Like mine was chaotic. Like I have applesauce on me all over the place, you know? Um, but I think like, it's a bit hard to do that when you're in the hockey season, especially if you don't really know people because you're just kind of showing up and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to be perceived. Like, I don't, you know, want to say the wrong thing. Um, but I think sometimes 
it's like too much on that side. And I'm like, no, no, like we got to be like a bit more genuine and like be real yeah. because it's, People it's want hard. That. And People I want that. I, I actually, it's something that I really like is that I see a lot of that on my end from my account is like the realness that people feel. And I appreciate it. And I think there might be some people that, you know, for check-ins and this, I don't even know if I'll put this part in, but just saying this to you, but like people really say how they feel. And like, sometimes people will respond to me. And I'm like, first of all, I didn't submit this. This is someone else. Yes. If you're going to sit yeah. here and like judge that someone's having a hard time with this aspect, like I hope my husband's team doesn't make playoffs because I'm, I'm drowning. <laughs> I'm drowning in my life yeah. right now. And yeah. then someone responds like, wow, that's, you know, to me. And I'm like, they're allowed to feel that way. And totally here with your judgment. This is a hard yeah. lifestyle. And I, and you'd be lying if you said you didn't feel that way. Like, yeah. well, like we've all kind of been like, <laughs> I feel like some people are a little bit, some people are, some people are, a are little like bit but, on the other side, but I also don't think they've ever like, being a parent like the people I talk to I'm like you don't even have kids like it's hard for you to compare your feelings with mine because it's like a lot <laughs> yeah exactly like it changes I, things I don't know I just I appreciate it it makes me feel so validated in my experience when people are real and genuine and yeah. say how you know what the hell I this contract's coming in and the team's not sending this and we don't have yeah. my kid in school I'm like I want to hear that stuff because that totally. is true like we need to depend and rely on each other. Otherwise we feel so alone. And I think there's so much loneliness in this lifestyle Yeah, and you feel when you're going through it, it's like just you and just your family and you're the only mm -hmm. one struggling. And that is just so far from the truth. And I think that connection aspect is so crucial to finding yeah. happiness in this lifestyle and feeling validated in your feelings. Yes. Yeah. Well, and like, that's how you make friends. Like when I find like I tend to bond with people the most when we're like both kind of super vulnerable. Like we're both kind of like, like I'm struggling or like, oh my gosh, like this year has been like really tough or like I'm, you know, whatever. Like that's how you bond with people. You don't bond with them and being like, wow, like it's raining again. Like that's not, you know, <laughs> so you have to, you have to find it like that. You have to take that wall down. And it's hard because they're strangers, really. Like, you don't really know them. Um, but, like, yeah, like, it's it's okay. Like, it's okay to just say, I'm struggling or, like, I just and, – and people will be super honest back with you. They'll be like, wow, I felt that way last year, you know? And then, like, that conversation will, will be so natural. But it, it is hard because we're used to doing it with, like, people we've been friends with for, like, 15, 20 years. You know, you down. and you, and you have to honestly, truth be told, I can tell immediately within probably one hangout who I'm going to connect with based oh, yeah. on that alone is being yeah. able to make yourself open. Yeah. And mm -mm. I, in my life, I'm like, listen, we're going all in. Here. Oh gosh, <laughs> totally. <laughs> But you have to be able to laugh at it. Like if you're not like laughing at the chaos of this fucking life, like you're just, you're not going to survive it. Like you have to be like, oh my gosh, this is wild. And you know what? Everyone will connect with that. Everyone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's so true. Well, is um, there any last, any last wise words you'd like to share with the community? <laughs> <laughs> um, Just like, 
we're all just trying to figure this out. Like we're all trying to navigate being parents for the first time or the second time. Like I still don't feel like I have my footing and I'm three years into parenting. Um, so don't feel like you have to have everything together. Don't feel like you have to be doing 75 hard or making sourdough bread at home or like doing all these things that we're seeing because it's like too much. Like it's just too much. There might be a day where you can, but um, if you're just like trying to survive, you know, motherhood, just figure out what it is that makes you happy and makes your family happy and run with it and don't put too much pressure on it. Just know that like parenting is enough in a day, like let alone cleaning and all this stuff, like just being a good parent is enough. Um, but really like try and get out, try and make new experiences, try and silence like that mom brain that we all have. That's like, no, no, don't go. The nap needs to be there. Like, you can't do it. Like, this is too hard. Try and silence that um, and lean into like a bit of uncomfortable at the same time where like you do get to make new experiences. You do get to meet new people and you'll tend to enjoy it a bit more because yeah, like this is really hard. This life's really hard. Being a parent's really hard, but there's a way to navigate it where it isn't as hard and it looks a lot more imperfect, but it's more fun. And if you're not feeling that way right now, you might feel that way next year. Like it might not be your year and that's okay. Like we all have those years where we're just surviving, but when there is a light at the end of the tunnel, the kids do age, they do become a bit more independent and you do get a bit more time for you. And um, yeah, just try and enjoy it because it's quick. Hockey is like a quick season of your life and then it's over. And I think sometimes we, we take it for granted, um, but there will be a time where you're like, oh my gosh, I want those new experiences again. So just try and find a way to enjoy it, even though it's really tough. Yeah, I really connect with that term, lean into it. And that's a really good reminder and just phrase, I think, like lean into this. What mm -hmm. is this? This isn't happening to me. This is happening for me. And like for lean me. into that and be like, what is this teaching me in this mm -hmm. season of life? And if you're really having a shit day, my sister told me that when she was in the trenches of motherhood, she's quite a bit older than me and she has four kids. Two of them are twins. Wow. And oh, at that point, five or four under five, she would, at the end of the day, same as you, she's like, I just have to let the mess go. Yeah. And she would just say to herself, food, shelter, water. Yeah. Yeah. Food, shelter, water. My kids are fed. They have a roof over their head and they have water to drink. And that is enough. And, and so that's okay. Going through the thick of it. That's okay. There's going to be days yeah. like that. No one's. Oh, Yeah. That. And it's a lot of the, a lot of those days will look like that in the early times. Like, it's okay. It's like, okay, that you're just surviving. Because honestly, like when you're supposed to be parenting, they say like parenting takes a village, like it's supposed to be more than just you. But we're thrown into this life where it, it's just us for a lot of it, right? So we have to remember that, like, give yourself some grace, you're doing the best you can. <laughs> Yes. I love that. Well, on that note, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being open and vulnerable and just really sharing the realness of your experience in motherhood and the hockey life. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. Fun to chat with someone who's also in the thick of it. 